Representative Rashida Tlaib, Democrat, is part of a secret social media group in which its members glamorize Hamas and its slaughter of Jews after the terror group attacked and killed hundreds of innocent Israeli children last month, Fox News Digital has learned. The Michigan Democrat is a member of the Palestinian American Congress group on Facebook. The group is hidden from non-members and does not even appear on the platform search engine, though Fox News Digital was able to gain access to it. The group's founder, do you think this will be enough for her to have to resign? I mean, Democrats, they're really, really dealing with some anti it, it, I mean, it's been there. They've just been able to really hide it. <laughs> Uh, to to a degree, not from many of us, but from a lot of what I would say are non-anti-Semitic Democrats. They, I think that they really don't realize the seething cesspool of anti-Semites within their own party. I mean, I don't know how much. What 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 does she have to do? What do some of these Democrats have to do? For voters to go, you know what, that's just a little too much. Does she have to actually kill a Jew? I, w- would that, or would we be like, well, you know, it's it's up for the people to decide. You know, if that's what other constituents want, who are we to tell them? The group's founder, Maher Abel Qadar who has extensive ties with Democrat Congresswoman Tlaib and has also been linked to other liberal politicians, has come under fire in the past for his anti-Semitic social media posts, including questioning whether or not the Holocaust even occurred. The Palestinian-American Congress group, of which Tlaib is a member, has featured pro-Hamas posts in the wake of the terrorist attack on Israel. On October 12th, one group member posted, quote, We don't want to throw you in the sea. We want to ride it back from where you came, or we want you to ride it back from where you came. The message was accompanied by a picture of an elderly Israeli woman and a Hamas fighter holding her captive. On October 19th, another group member wrote down about the achievements of the resistance in northern occupied Palestine, including dozens of dead Israeli soldiers. The post included a picture of a Hamas fighter. And then it goes on and on. I mean, you know, it's it's glorifying terrorism. And this is a group she is a member of. As one of the most well-known, sought-out Democrats in Congress. I mean, she is... Uh, there, there is an argument that, hey, listen, sometimes there's a bad apple, right? She is one of the Democrat members of Congress that is held to such high esteem. You know who she is. Most of you listening could not even tell you, uh, or you know, most of you couldn't even or don't even know who all the members of Congress are for the state of Missouri. Nor would you. You know, they, they don't represent you. You know yours. 
Maybe, you know, one or two others, but outside of that, yet you know who she is. Why? Because she is a go-to for the media. She is one of the creme de la creme of the Democrat Party. When they want to get somebody that they have a high level of respect for within the Democrat Party, she is on the short list. That's why we all know her. Just like Ocasio-Cortez. You know, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, you know, these are these are the top tier Democrats. And here she's active part and has been for years of an organization that is kept so secret. Somehow, I didn't know you could do this, but I don't know a lot about Facebook. Prevent anyone from even knowing it is on Facebook. They're sitting around sharing pictures of dead Jews. Glorifying the elimination of Jews. We talked last week. She had six different fundraisers that have connections to or are official terrorists. One of I know at least one was a member of Hamas. No outrage in the Democrat Party. None. Yeah. No big deal. Oh, but if you didn't hear... Trump called some Democrats a vermin, so he's the problem. It's not the political party that supports terrorism. It's not the political party that funds terrorism. It's not the political party that has secret groups uh, that are promoting terrorism and celebrating terrorism. It's not the political party that has members of Congress that use actual members of terrorist organizations and fundraisers. No, Donald Trump, see, because he name-called some Democrats, and Hitler did that too. Springfield's Talk 1041, the latest news update. I'm Nick Reed. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. A man is in custody this morning charged with attempted kidnapping at a Walmart in Springfield. Nelson Vrana is accused of grabbing a child and trying to walk out of the store before he was stopped by the child's father. Aaron and Mindy Huffman were stunned when they heard about the arrest. They say a similar thing happened to them the day before at the Walmart on South Campbell. The Huffmans say the man who approached their son resembles Vrana's mugshot. We reached out to the Springfield police who said they are looking into the Huffman's case but they could not comment on whether the suspects are the same. The Elkland community has raised more than $70,000 for a Webster County family that lost three children in a house fire on Monday. The sheriff confirming the kids who died are Ethan, Danny, and Bella Smythe. The Marshfield R1 School District Superintendent Mike Henry says the district will have all counselors available to help students and staff process these losses. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine today, 69 for high, 43 tonight. Tomorrow, cloudy high of 67. The American Transmissions talk and text line, 447-KSGF. We also have our Facebook live feed, and that's sponsored by Springfield Raps. You can, of course, comment in there, and one of the comments from Mark uh, noting that China's leader visiting San Francisco and, and being a bit disturbed that there's not a single American flag in sight. Wonder what's up with that. If you notice, Gavin Newsom almost has a giddiness about dictators in, in, in terms of actual behavior. The media still to this day continues to falsely portray Trump as, you know, he's just got this affection for dictators. Now, Trump is a street smart guy. And one of the reasons that Trump is so, and perhaps it's the, the the primary reason Trump is so successful in getting the upper hand is because he knows how to read people. 
and he knows how to manipulate them based on what feeds their egos. What, and if that's a photo op and a smile and saying, oh, yeah, great guy, that is a means to an end. That is done in order to benefit the United States. Now, that's a much different approach than we hear from Democrats where they will talk tough. Oh, we're all for human rights. Yeah. Oh, we're against dictatorships. But they can't wait to bend over backwards for them. It was embarrassing. Gavin Newsom having, uh, you see these reports where they're all hands on deck. I mean, they're power washing the streets. They, you know, just cleared out the home. It's amazing they figured out how to deal with the homeless problem. You know, the people in San Francisco that are the actual citizens, the people that get attacked, the people who have their, they have to close their stores because of the homeless problem and the drug problems, the, the people who can't walk down the streets that they grew up on because of it. You know, none of that is worthy of fixing the problem, but Communist dictator coming. Whoa, we got to fancy things up a bit. He's important, see. There's a story about all the, the CEOs. CEOs courting China's Xi, Zing, Xi, uh, Xi Jinping at the APEC summit in San Francisco. And you know, companies, Citigroup and ExxonMobil, Tesla, Microsoft. Listen, if you want to cozy up to dictators, I, listen, I understand why. We're not naive. There's a lot of money to be made in China. There, there's a lot of money to be made by having relationships with China. I think we can all understand that. And if you want to do that, fine. But do not... Pretend that you're woke. Do not pretend that you're virtuous. Do not, you know, oh, BLM and equality and trans rights while doing everything you can to win favor with a country that has concentration camps. Don't virtue signal, especially here in the United States, lecturing certain people or lecturing states like Georgia or other states like Florida that pass legislation that you don't like. But then run on your hands and knees doing anything possible to win favor with people who still use slavery. Slavery in in every capacity, particularly when it comes to their economic, you know, the economic benefits and using slaves in some of the factories and so forth. One of the reasons that labor is a little bit cheaper in China oftentimes. One of the reasons that so many of these corporations find it to be financially beneficial to have relationships with China. It is a direct result of their policies of slavery, their usage of slaves. The, the 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 audacity of these people and Gavin Newsom I, this guy had the audacity to put into policy uh, yeah, that on the taxpayer dimes you're not going to travel to states that don't have LGBTQ plus laws in place that I agree with but will clean out the homeless 
put everyone on red alert, clean up the streets. We got a dictator coming to gush over like a fanboy. Someone who will who executes political opposition, who because of people's religious beliefs put them in concentration camps. You want to do business with those people? You want to do business off the backs of actual slaves? Okay. But don't lecture me because I don't want kids in elementary school to be given pornography. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. A1 Custom Car Care, all of your car care needs, three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. That says a lot. No matter how great equipment you have, the parts, they're fantastic, top-of-the-line, expert technicians, things go wrong. I mean, this is this is life, and it's why it's so important at A1 Custom Car Care that they make sure that they can guarantee that stuff. It's also why, frankly, that you might be able to find someplace cheaper that, that say, oh, yeah, you, you got a part at a pick-and-pull, bring it in, we'll put it in. Yeah, we'll do it less. But guess what? If it causes other problems, who's on the hook for it? You think they're going to say, our bad, we shouldn't have done that? We'll cover this for you. I don't think so. But with A1 Custom Car Care, there is work that is done. And if two and a half years, 30,000 miles down the road, something goes wrong with that, you know, maybe the part fails, you go front of the line, you're taken care of. That's what you get with A1 Custom Car Care. So ABC News did a fact check on Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis had evidently made the comment in response to a question about uh, Mitt Romney-backed gathering of presidential candidates last month. Incidentally, I saw a headline, Romney announced he's not going to run for president. Didn't know that was in the works. I I saw that. Oh, he was considering it? Well, oh. Boy, that really changes the dynamic of things. Well, DeSantis, Romney had had this, Paul Ryan was there, we talked about it. And and it was, you know, this continued effort to try and find somebody that all of a sudden are going to cause Trump supporters to realize, uh, oh, we were totally wrong and we don't like the successes that that we had as Americans under Trump. So we're going to throw our support behind someone else. And DeSantis was asked a, a, a you know question, what do you think about this? And what do you think about Romney doing this? And DeSantis, well, I don't really, you know, I don't really know Mitt Romney. And they went on to answer it. ABC News found a photo of DeSantis as what well, he, he must have been a student. He looks like he's 15 years old in college. Way back when, when Romney was running for governor of Massachusetts. That's how far back it was. And he's holding a Romney for governor sign. And they fact-checked <laughs> DeSantis um, that, um, you know, DeSantis said, I really don't know Mitt Romney, but a black-and-white photograph of DeSantis's Harvard Law School yearbook unearthed by ABC News, indicates that at one point he campaigned on his behalf. This is how sad and pathetic these outlets have become. So you got to say, well, I don't really know Romney. 
Which, of course, doesn't mean you haven't met. I've met a lot of people. You've probably said this before. People are like, what do you think they do this? I, I don't really know them. I mean, you know, I've met them. I've been around them, but I don't really know them. And so you've got to say, and, and what do they, and so you know immediately this is what they do. They desperately go and look to see, can we find any proof that that's not true? Like they, they, they aren't even interested in whatever point he's making. Like, oh, did you hear he claims he doesn't really know him? Let's see if we can peg him with a lie. And the best they could find was from when he was a kid at Harvard. Holding. He's just holding. There's some other kid with him, and they're kind of smiling and holding up these Romney for governor signs. And that's proof that he's lying because he was campaigning for Romney. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. They are so far gone in in the the realm of activism. They don't even know how this is going to look, I believe. It's one thing in your mind to think, well, yeah, we know we're kind of going after, but we're it's the truth to rationalize, you know that uh, well, the reason that we're reporting on how horrible, DeSantis is or Trump is or whomever is, is because they are horrible. And so we're just reporting the truth. That's all we're doing. And so you, you can see how that gets rationalized. But when you put out things that are so laughably mockable, then and you don't realize that's how it's going to come off, that is a real severe detachment from reality. Because usually people... Like, even if you really hate DeSantis in this situation, you're going to see that and you're going to go, well, I mean, clearly. <laughs> All right. So uh, here's a picture of him in college holding a political sign. Uh, you know, we, we would get mocked relentlessly if we put this up as proof that, you know, uh, he was hiding something when he claimed that I don't really know Mitt Romney. Um, but they don't even have that sense about them any longer. They don't have that sense about them to recognize how absurd they are. And that's pretty far down. I mean, that's, that, that is way, 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 uh, down. Now, once upon a time, this is also the sort of thing, uh, maybe 20, 20 pre, pre Obama, definitely that would have resulted in a person losing their job. Because the network would have been humiliated. You have turned us into a laughingstock. We are being mocked. This is incredibly stupid. And the fact that you would think that somehow this would be viewed, first off, that this is even relevant to his comment, his offhand comment regarding Romney, and you're as, you know we're asking him to judge Romney's motivation and noting, well, I don't really know him to then put up as a response to that, this photo, your judgment there clearly way off base, but the fact that it didn't even cross your mind that you are damaging severely our credibility to do so, you're gone. But nowadays, no. It doesn't even cross their mind to get rid of people because this is who they are. Speaking of who people are, I'm going to play some audio coming up of Nikki Haley yesterday on Fox News. I, she made comments regarding social media that I was almost gobsmacked. Now, I'm not a huge Nikki Haley fan. I liked her as ambassador. I didn't love her as as governor when she really wavered on the statue thing and, you know, 
buckled under and okay we'll remove these historical statues and put them over here instead that sort of thing to me that's not strong leadership that's putting your finger to the wind but you know Yesterday, she's talking about one of the things that she's going to do as president, and it is essentially controlling social media to the point, I kid you not, I'll play the audio, that she will, I guess through executive order, where you as an American, if you go on social media and post your thoughts and opinions, you have to have your full identity and be fully verified and and this is something that the government is apparently going to mandate under her. Now, that is chilling to me. That that is right up there with disinformation campaigns, with you know telling a private industry that, and you as an American, that you are, do not have the right to anonymously express your views on some sort of platform. What she's thinking, it's scary to me. So I'll play the audio coming up next. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunshine 69 today, clear 43 tonight, cloudy tomorrow. With a high of 67, garage experts, keep them in mind. Make them top of the list, at least to inquire for Christmas. What a great Christmas gift to yourself, to your family. It is uh, the addition of a room without having to actually add a room. It's taking a room that has largely been dismissed as a place to put your gar- you know, uh, to put your vehicles um, and just whatever else fits in there, right? It isn't a place that you consider usage for other things. One of the comments that you oftentimes see, people who have had the transformation of their garage is, I'm going to use this like to host events now, parties, uh, you know, it's a, it's a whole nother room. And it's just fantastic what they can do with the flooring and your customized storage as well, based on how you use it. And maybe for you, it is just vehicles. You're like, well, I'm, I don't need all of that. But the fact of the matter is, It is a garage that you have a vehicle in, vehicles in. You've got bikes, ladders, hammers, whatever it may be. You have things there. And garage experts can craft it into an environment that best suits your usage. And the moisture barrier benefits of the flooring, the aesthetics of it, the cleanliness of it, the ease of cleaning it, the the lack of porous, uh, um, you know, flooring and it, there's just so many benefits to it they can tell you about it that's why they're they're the experts garage experts under nick's endorsements ksgf.com all right uh former south carolina governor nikki haley oddly enough maybe it's not odd as she seems to gain popularity or is at least presented as doing so I like her less and less, not because of that, but because of the things that she says. I've never been totally sold on her. I've never been totally against her. I think I've been pretty open-minded. I do have this gut feeling, however, that she would be pretty establishment. What she said regarding social media yesterday and what she believes we need to do, presumably what she would do if elected president, I think is extremely frightening. Here's what she had to say. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, 
social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's First of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. Now, let me tell you, I don't like it anytime anyone who wants to be president of the United States starts talking about your free speech being a national security implication. But if you listen, what was her entire reason for doing this, for, for proposing this, to control what you say on social media? That's her entire argument. That the way that, that the government, I mean, it's, it's, it just sounds like communist China, the way that the government can force civility is to mandate that you are verified that what you say, everyone knows that it is you. That way, every you know, and, and that's going to make things better. Because, of course, that's what government does. It, 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 I mean, just the implications of that. We live in a day and a time, particularly if you are a conservative. You say something that you don't, you know how many people get, in fact, my own mother was getting hateful postings on her social media because and we thought it was something I said, but it turned out it was my brother. <laughs> Just really funny, a whole other funny story. But this is what people on the left do in particular. You know, they seek out, they deep dive, they try, and, and if you say something they don't like, they try to destroy you. They'll get a hold of your employer. They'll demand other people do this. And so while the left is generally pretty safe, the left's, you know, the people on the right, they don't spend their time doing that. They're more in line with your right to say what you want to say. And they respect that, even though they don't respect what you're saying. But on the left, they're totalitarians and they want to shut you down. And so anonymity for some people is protection. But regardless of the reasons, the fact that you have a Republican candidate for the presidency, <laughs> I mean, here she was ripping on Vivek Ramaswamy for using TikTok because China controls TikTok, and she's out there proposing that if I'm president, one of the first things I'm going to do is crack down, start controlling what people say on social media. Well, I'm going to make sure total transparency, that way you're held accountable. You'll be more civil. I mean, it sounds to me like the only problem she apparently has with China and, and TikTok is the fact that she hasn't figured out or doesn't have the power you know, to have that control over social media here in the United States yet. Not to mention the idea that what you know once again here government government because government always when they come up with these grand plans from the top up you get some politician like well you know what I'm going to do to make everything better. I, it, it's just it's maddening to me 
This is Ocasio-Cortez stuff. This is Jen Psaki stuff. This is left-wing extremism stuff. Crap. Well, let me ask you this, because I know some of you, you may like Nikki Haley. Fine. What if Joe Biden proposed this? What if it was announced, or worse yet, we found out it wasn't announced, but they had already been working on an executive order demanding that these private companies with these social media sites, number one, reveal all their algorithms, like you and I are going to know what the hell that means anyway. But then, with the aimed goal of forcing you and I to be more civil and accountable for our opinions, force complete transparency and verification of our identification before we can utilize social media by order of the government. What if Biden said that? It's no better for Nikki Haley to say that's going to be one of her first things to do in office than it is for Joe Biden to propose it. You know, it's all about speech. It's it's no better than the disinformation panel or committee that they were setting up. It was about controlling speech. About having people within the government and former people of the government going to work for these institutions in order to censor. It's all censoring based on what they want to be seen and heard. That's what Nikki Haley's saying. Now, she's couching it as civility. Who's going to make those decisions? Who's going to control that? Who's going to make, you know, who decides what is and what isn't? And one, do I need to explain this? Now, I can't wait because I'm sure she is going to be pressed on this. And they're going to have to sit around and figure, how do we make it sound like this is actually a a pro-liberty conservative idea? How do we go clean up this mess and and masquerade it as something that's good, that Republicans should support? And I suspect what they're, there's what the way, I mean, if I were nefarious and I was part of the campaign, like, okay, how do we, how do we do this? I'm just trying to think, what are we going to get from them on this? That it was taken out of context. They were simply talking about holding these social media sites accountable and that the natural organic result of it is going to be more civility. It's not going to force people to be more civil. It's just naturally going to happen that way. So you won't be forced into anything. It's not limiting anything you say. It's just, you know, naturally going to occur. And by the way, this will be my favorite. As long as you're not the problem, you don't have anything to worry about. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Sarah Myers. Well, a worn out old roof is more than just an eyesore. It can be a safety hazard. And whenever you overlook missing shingles and roof damage, it can lead to more expenses than just a basic roof repair. Uh, So that's why you need an expert when it comes to roof replacement, installation, and repair services. And you need somebody that's going to be honest with you, that knows exactly what needs to be done uh, and the right materials to use for your home. And that's why I love to recommend Josh and his 
team over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. With an expert roof installation and proper um, roofing, you will have that ease of mind, especially as we move into the colder weather, knowing that you have a solid roof that will protect your house for many years. Now, if it is time for a whole new roof or you are just wanting a roof inspection, Josh and his team, they can come out and do that free estimate for you today. Now, you can find all of the contact information for the Pyramid Roofing Company under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. In the upcoming hour, just preview you here and should you not be able to continue to listen so you know to go back and hear on the on-demand section we are going to talk about the springfield public school board meeting last night and uh there are a number of uh, aspects to this one of the lessons is why the left succeeds and that is because they just are relentless and they never give up and it took three votes but they finally got the 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 biden administration is holding money hostage for uh, the food program for kids that can't afford lunch um, unless schools agreed to adopt the Democrat social policies regarding genderism. And it failed. And so, you know, but the left, they just, they, they're relentless. And it's one of the reasons that they so often win when, when non-left, be it the right or the middle, don't because they give up. And they're like, oh, well, oh, gosh, that didn't work. Uh Let's lick our wounds and not try that again. We may lose the next election. They just keep at it, keep at it, and they finally got it through. So we are going to talk about that in the upcoming hour. Oh, and by the way, guess which one of the members supported the implementation of Biden's social gender policies in the public schools? Judy Bruder, who I thought was a Republican. It's almost as if we were lied to. The American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. Oh, this is a, a great text. So we were talking earlier, an ABC fact check, John, uh, Ron DeSantis, who some time ago he was asked his opinion on Mitt Romney's motivation for trying to recruit somebody to run against Trump. And, and in the lead up to the intro to his answer, he mentioned, you know, I don't really know Mitt Romney, but, you know, so forth, so forth. So it took, you found it took three reporters at ABC three News. Reporters. Three reporters. To find a black and white photo when he was a kid at Harvard holding a Romney for governor sign when Romney was running for governor of Massachusetts to fact check as well. It's not really true. Here he is campaigning for Romney. Uh Someone had sent in a picture with a cardboard cutout of Donald Trump noting how well they know Donald Trump. They're very good friends. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Um, that's apparently the position that ABC News is taking. Someone noted regarding Nikki Haley yesterday saying one of the very first things that she would do in order to control speech on social media if elected president to make it more, quote, civil and to hold you accountable for your free speech is to use the the power of the presidency as a constitutional, who cares anymore, uh, to force one, social media companies to reveal their algorithms, but also that you have to be verified your name so you can't just any longer share photos of kittens or talk about politics unless everyone knows exactly who you are, where they can find out where you live, your phone number, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it was noted that uh, New York has a whole government department monitoring social media speech. Yeah, that was something that um, was in the news recently because Hochul talking about stepping up their efforts to control your free speech in New York. 
And like I said, uh, if we are as liberty-minded individuals who believe in the human right to express our thoughts and ideas without the government deciding, "Mm, we don't like it so much, so we are going to intervene so that there is a more desired outcome in this realm of speech. If it's wrong when Hochul does it, if it's wrong when Biden does it, it's wrong when Nikki Haley does it. And frankly, it's scary. This is not one of those things where it is a a disagreement over whether it's the right time for a tax cut or is uh, cutting a tax rate from 28% to 24% too much or not enough. We're talking about a very fundamental difference between people who believe in freedom and dictatorships. A, a, A divide that apparently eludes Nikki Haley. ABC correspondent, switching gears here, this is another chuckle story. Uh, Jonathan Carl, he was on the readout. I guess this is Joy Reid's show. She is um, one of MSNBC's many anti Semitic employees that has provided a show of her own. Al Sharpton being another one. They're the two front runners. Though uh, Joy Reid definitely has, through her own postings demonstrated that she has the upper hand on homophobia over Al Sharpton. But nonetheless, ABC correspondent Jonathan Carl decided to join her on her show. And he's got, I guess he's got a book coming out. And he claims that people closest to Trump doubted that he was mentally stable. (laughs) We're back to this one again. This week is full of it. We've gone back to Trump is a Nazi and Trump is mentally unstable. Uh, talking about his mentality and the 25th Amendment and so forth, again, with Biden as president currently and what we've seen, it is remarkable that these people can even talk about this. Carl said, I can't really make that judgment, but what I can tell you is people who have raised questions about whether or not he's fully there mentally have been the people closest to him. Oh, okay. The people that have raised the alarms about what it would be if he came back, are the people who are closest to him or what it would be like. So in other words, we're, now we're being told these are the people closest to Donald Trump. Now, they're not named, of course. No, no. The people closest to Donald Trump who know him best are very worried about what it's going to be like if he's president again because they do not know about his mental stability. You know, they'd much rather have somebody like Joe Biden in there, who clearly is sharp as attack. One of the other storylines that has been regarding Trump recently that requires one, if you're going to believe it, to deny reality. And that is there were, you know, you know Trump, oh, someone said that someone who knew Trump said that he wasn't going to leave the White House after he lost the election. Well, except he did. This is supposed to be frightening to us. You know, he wasn't going to leave the White House. He did. You have to live in a fantasy world and pretend as if Trump was never president. Pretend that what actually did happen isn't what happened in order to buy into their reasons that you should be afraid. And now we're told Trump is... His own people noted he's mentally unstable. Well, you know what? I'll go so far as to say this. If he is, it worked. 
if mentally unstable is what gets you peace in the Middle East, all right. If mentally unstable is what gets you the most secure border that many of us have seen in our lifetime, I'll support it. If mentally unstable is is what is somehow able to, in just one term, make us an energy exporter instead of an importer and make us non-reliant on the Middle East any longer, something, of course, we're back to. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I'm all for that mental instability. If the mental instability is what stopped Kim Jong-un from his nuclear ambitions, cease all of his nuclear testing, if mental instability by Donald Trump is why Putin halted his advances into Ukraine, which started during uh, the Obama years, stopped, and then resumed under Biden, if that was because of the mental instability of Trump, cool. If it was mental instability that caused NATO countries for the first time to start kicking in more financially, thumbs up. Renegotiating NAFTA, thumbs up. Mental instability resulting in the capital or the, the embassy being moved to Jerusalem, okay. The greatest economy, economic growth in such a short period of time the country's ever seen. Again, all that mental instability, uh, okay, I'll take it. I'll take that loony bin any day. What does it say about the current political class if someone that they believe is mentally unstable manages in every facet to outperform them to do a better and more successful job than they've ever been able to do in Washington, D.C.? Doesn't say much for them, does it? Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. A lot of Americans have a difficult time, particularly when you watch what's going on in just all over the world and the economy, people's pocketbooks, and it it boggles their mind. They're like, they can't figure out why would somebody continue to support these people? And I think it's because there is a, the, the reason there's a lack of understanding there is because it's difficult for normal people to understand that for some people, they don't care whether we succeed. They don't even care whether life gets better. That That is meaningless to them. They just sort of, for whatever reason, how they fell into one tribe or another, that's the one they're in, and hell and high water, they they will stay with that tribe. And you really see this when you have discussions about Trump, for example. And, and you know, you can list all of the actual results. Um, uh, results regarding the economy, the peace accords in the Middle East, um, you know, again, North Korea, uh, you just, you go down the list and you can break it down and get even more specific when it comes to revenues and, and so forth regarding taxes. And they never deny it. They just name call. And it, and it's because they don't care that we were better under Trump. They don't care that Trump was actually a better president. Just they hate him. And that's how it is that they can continue to support people who make things worse. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick 